It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our final Adventures with Amina call for 2016. I snuck one more in here. I was um, inspired by reading our Queen of Surrender Ruby's blog post slash Facebook message um, exactly a week ago today when she was talking about the winter solstice and meditation and things to do and kind of, uh, you know, setting your goals for next year. And it made me start thinking about this whole concept of of goal setting. So most of you know that I've studied for many years now. I can't believe this, actually. Seven seven years with Jack Canfield, either studying with him or working with him. And he is very big on setting goals. I've learned a lot about how to set effective goals and um, goals for seven different areas of your life and all of these different techniques from my work with Jack. And a few years ago, things started shifting. I used to, ever since I learned that technique from him in 2009, I've set 21 goals. The way that um, he teaches his processes, he looks at seven areas of your life and then uh, recommends you set at least one goal for each of those areas of your life or possibly up to three. So for many years, I set three goals for you know, for a good solid five years, three goals for seven areas of my life. And I was always amazed back then at the fact that by the end of the year, I would get a solid 50% of them. So sometimes more, sometimes less, but, or, well, actually never less, at least half, sometimes 60%, sometimes more. And it always felt effortless at the end. I mean, a lot of times I've forgotten about, you know, how this, this happens at the end of December, you write something down and, Six months later, you've moved on to other things and and forgotten about them. So I got very um, serious about doing this year-in-review process. Most people that I've studied with suggest doing something like this. Another person whose year-in-review process I absolutely love is a man named Jim Bunch. Uh, Jim Bunch teaches something called the Nine Environments of You, and he has different kind of quizzes or assessments you can do about these nine environments and any of your environments that are out of balance or out of sync, he takes you through different processes to figure out what would be the the little bit you can add into your environment to make it somewhat better for you. Um, His big teaching is that your environment is 50% of anything you're you're going to accomplish. So, for example, if you um, want to lose weight, if you hang out with a lot of people who are healthy eaters and who work out on a regular basis and who what sounds like fun to them is to call you up and go for a hike or call you up and go for a bike ride, <clears throat> just by having that in your environment, you're more likely to lose weight than reading every exercise book or reading every diet book and watching every, you know, counting every calorie, et cetera, et cetera. So if you fill your environment with things that support your goal, you're more likely to accomplish your goal. So I 
you know, normally do his end of the year, and then there's usually some spiritual end of the year type stuff. Um, you know, somebody has a call and takes you through, you know, on a spiritual level, different different things like releasing any of the blocks, thanking this past year for all the lessons you've learned, stepping into this new year with a fresh perspective and all of that. So what I decided today on this call is to take all of those various end of the year things that I love and that have supported me over the years and put them into one call with you all to do an end of the year review as well as some 2017. I'm going to say goal setting is definitely not traditional goal setting. It's it's, um, much more on the intentional uh, what do you want to create level versus the very practical here's what I'm going to do, how much, by when um, type goal setting. So I'm really excited that you guys could all join me for this call today and um, want to dive right into all of this. So you should have a workbook in front of you called the Year in Review Workbook. And we are actually going to do this together. I find a lot of times um, with myself and with other people, we think, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit down and write all my accomplishments of 2016 and I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it. And I find the best way to do it is actually to just dedicate the time and do it as a group. So I'm going to read you these questions. And um, if you can, go ahead and write them down, mostly because it's really fun to look at this stuff next year or two years from now and see what you accomplished. But go ahead and write this down, and I'll give you a couple to do that. You can always go back and take more time. But it's not about writing an essay on any of these or or capturing every single one. It's just allowing whatever is coming up to be present there in the moment. So what I'd like you to do before we begin is if if you are in a place where you can close your eyes, I want you to just get yourself into a nice, comfortable position and close your eyes. We're going to do a little bit of heart breathing. And then I am going to visually walk you through the year. And when we're done with that, I'll have you open your eyes and I'll ask you some questions and allow you to start writing. So if you can and you're in a place, go ahead and just get comfortable and take a nice, deep cleansing breath in. Let it out. And two more like that at your own pace. And with your next breath, when you inhale, I want you to imagine that you're inhaling right into your heart. I want you to see your heart just light up with this breath that you're taking in. Just inhale love and light, peace right into your heart. Do a few more of those inhale and exhales right into your heart. And now, while inhaling into your heart, when you exhale, I want you to exhale right out of your solar plexus, so right in the center of your body, just right below your belly button. And as you exhale, I want you to imagine that you're exhaling anything that no longer serves you. So you're inhaling love and light and peace and all of the support of the universe right into your heart. 
and you're exhaling anything that's stuck in your body that's just no longer serving you, it's time to let that go. Go ahead and take a few breaths like that, and I'll tell you when to stop. And now, while breathing normally, just focus in on your heart. And as you focus in on your heart, think about something for which you are grateful. And this can be a person for whom you're grateful. It can be a thing for which you are grateful. It could be a life experience. Whatever this thing is, I want you to get into that state of gratefulness for it, like right right in that feeling of like you're about to get choked up, that you're so thankful that you've had this experience or you have this person or you have this thing in your life, whatever it is. Just sit in the moment of gratitude. Hello? Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes, hi, this is Ruby. Hi, Ruby, we're right in the middle of a meditation. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. We're grateful for Ruby being here in our meditation. Everyone breathe in some gratitude for you. <laughs> And now, from that place of gratitude, just feel every cell of your body drink in that gratitude. All the way from the top of your head, all the way to the tip of your toes and the tip of your fingertips. Every cell taking in that gratitude. Now we're going to do a lightning visualization review of 2016. So think back to Christmas 2015 or the holidays 2015. See if you can remember one thing about the holidays last year. And then you stepped into January. And remember that you had set some goals or intentions for yourself last January. How are you feeling about those? Were you excited to start a new year? Excited about the possibility of 2016? Were you nervous? And then fast forward to spring 2016. Think about what you are doing for work. Do you have kids? What did you do over spring break? 
what was going on March and April. Some of you were doing Joy Challenge with me during that time. How were you accomplished? How you were feeling? Some of the main highlights from spring of last year. And then for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather starts turning warmer. For some of our friends down under, the weather started turning cooler. Think about last summer. What were some of the highlights there? What were some of the challenges that came up that you overcame? You take a fun vacation. You attend a fun training or seminar. Now start to think about the fall. You have kids, maybe they were going back to school. Maybe you are starting something new, new ideas, new processes. about the fall, what are one or two things that stand out for you? Finally transition into the last few months. In the U.S., we had a presidential election with a lot of holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah. Here's some of the highlights in the last few months. What were some of the challenges that popped up that you overcame? What were some of your goals that just got accomplished without any effort on your part? Now taking another deep breath in and letting it out. And wiggling your fingers and your toes and just bringing some movement back into your body. Maybe rolling your head, 
When you're ready, open your eyes. And on the first page of your workbook, just start writing. I'll read the questions. Give you some time to write. So as you've reviewed your full year, what stood out as the biggest thing that you accomplished in 2016? What stood out as the biggest thing you accomplished in 2016? Go ahead and write that down. I'm going to read all the questions, but if you're done with one, feel free to go on to the next and just wait when you're done with this first page if you are working ahead. And if you get stuck on page two, are some prodding questions, thought questions from Jack's year in review. Okay, the next question, what are you most proud of yourself for doing, trying, or attempting in 2016? What are you most proud of yourself for doing, trying, or attempting in 2016?
Okay, and the final question for 2016, what was the biggest game-changer move that happened for you for 2016? Now, this can be in any area of your life. It could be you got promoted for, for work or you got maybe you hired a new team member. Um, it could be work-related game-changer. It could be that you moved, you know, and you live in a different location. Um, it could be that you found the yoga studio that you absolutely love and are doing yoga three times a week. Uh, it could be that you came up with your most brilliant, best ever business idea, how you're going to contribute to the world. So what was that biggest game changer move that happened for you in 2016? And I'm also on chat. If people have questions, feel free. Following on there. Does anyone need more time with page one? All right. Does anyone want to share any of their answers for page one? I'd love to hear from some of you. Amina, this is Dana. I'll share. All right, Dana. I'm always you. willing to give everybody else another chance. Because <laughs> I always talk, but, you know. Um, I, I did all of my reflecting last night, and so um, I went through my calendar, actually. I carry a, a good old, what used to be called Franklin, now Franklin Covey Daytimer. I still am old school paper girl. I used to have one of those for years. I know exactly what and I'm talking it's about. It's really an amazing reference because... As I go through every month, I, I put everything on there so I can see exactly what happened in my life. I mean, even little things like grandkids sleeping over get put on there. So I can really look at and see um, how the year unfolded for me. And as I really reflected on everything last year and kind of like wrapped it all, it just felt like I was kind of wrapping it all up into one big package and trying to get the biggest accomplishment. For me, it was learning to receive. Wow. Because that um, spilled over into everything of my life. And, um, and then what am I the most proud of myself for doing, trying, attempting? It was being seen. Mm-hmm. I know, it's all BPS stuff. I was <laughs> like, whoa, this is crazy. But it really was being seen because as a new coach, what did I want most to do was to be seen. And how was I going to do that? And um, BPS gave me the opportunity to do that. So, of course, my biggest game changer was truly for 2016 joining and being present to serve, which I know is a is not Adventures with Amina, but it is your other group. So, Dana, that, Dana I will I will give you the twenty dollars for that later. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it, it really it, it's not. I'm not saying I'm really not trying to give anybody any. It, it's truly what I felt and experienced last night as I sat quietly and. It, 
and really looked over the whole year what was the biggest thing. There were a lot. I mean, I completed four coaching certifications. I could have put that on there. Right. But for me, learning to – what good is the coaching certification if I can't receive, right? Right. If I'm not open to the universe's graciousness with my hands wide open and I have a block there, which I did, um, and that's why Ming had me give myself a birthday party, um, and that just really opened the gates. And, and, of course, a lot of the practices that we learned. So that's, that's why my 2016 was awesome. That's amazing. I know, you know it is. I, I felt really weird about putting it all down. I'm like, oh, man, I just feel like I'm a BPS girl here. But it really was that. It, when I looked at all of it, I just really sat quietly. It was very simple. My, I didn't even need three lines or four lines. It was like learning to receive, being seen, joining BPS. It was like done. wasn't hard. Yeah. That's another – yeah. Well, and you know what's interesting about this, too, is I feel like a lot of time, like a lot of my answers were around joy challenge, um, mm. mainly because of how, you know, accidental it's, I mean, I, I, that's not even the right word. It was, it, my intention was just to show up and be of service, obviously, mm-hmm. the same stuff we're teaching BPS, and that was so life-altering for me, and it it can just be one thing that that you know it, that led to six thousand other things that I could have exactly just, just could have listed, but it was like that was the thing that led to so many other things. Yeah. So I I, I can yeah. completely relate to what you're saying. Thank you for sharing, Dana. You're welcome. All right, do we have one more who wants to jump in? You don't have to share all three. You can just share one. I would like to. I'm in a go for it, Summer. Summer. Okay. Uh, really, the one that came to mind was unconditional love. Mm. Um, I I always thought I had unconditional love. I, whatever the challenges that I went through this this year, and recognizing that I really did not have unconditional love, and that really put put me in a big place of peace. So um, with my children, with my family. And, and I'm really learning it in other places. Um, and I think it gave me freedom. So being free, which means to go on and not be judged or not judging other and just moving forward. So that really, 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 like there's so much I've learned. However, this is really my number one um, gift. That's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. It is when you, um, when you make a decision to just be in a state of love no matter what's going on, it really makes everything else around you very uncomplicated. You don't have to like, you don't have to like things. You don't have to, you know, accept them into your life. But if you can just say, I'm not going to stop loving regardless of what's going on around me, it simplifies life quite a bit. That's amazing, Summer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it was great. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Anyone else before we dive into, before we fast forward into 2017? Mm. I can, I can quickly give you my biggest win of 2016. I wasn't going to, because I don't know what the time limit is, but 
for me, 2016 has been the happiest year of my life. And what I mean by that is I had less than six or seven days in the entire year that I could think of when I was either upset or, you know, something really kind of threw me off. So out of 365, I can honestly say there were five to six days where there were, you know, the day, like most of the day went either because I was fighting or I was troubled or I was upset or I was spiraling down. So that really stands out because I have never (laughs) been so happy. (laughs) And I don't know, I don't need a reason why, but I'm just so happy all the time. 2016 like really kicked ass because 2015 was good 2016 is really good now I'm aiming for 365 days <laughs> in <happy>. 2017 <laughs> well and and to put that in a little bit of context Lou, because you shared with in the adventures and I'm gonna I don't which month did we do the spiritual the four lessons I'm not uh, remembering which month I think that September. was I think September, September that sounds yeah that sounds right but you you shared in there there were it, it's not like this year was any less challenging for you yes. it, it was the choice to make that decision uh, yes. even in the face of the challenges so that absolutely is- absolutely and I'm so glad you pointed that out because when I traveled back to India I was in India for five weeks dealing with you know personal issues um, and the, in the five weeks out of the six days that I was talking about three of those days were within those five weeks. And I was telling Lisa that I was was talking to her about something. I said, you know, I'm so proud of myself because I was in the thick of things in those five weeks. Um, But I had only three days where I I lost my patience or I couldn't deal with this individual or with my mom and all of those other things. But there was just three days out of five weeks that I was there. I was still happy I was still centered. I was still aligned. I'm telling you, you know, all of these practices, I don't know what you do with being present with ser- uh, to serve, but, you know, all your practices or any other practices any of the coaches here are doing. Um, I told Lisa this, you know, that this daily practice routine thing is so important um, because it, it, the strength of your practice will only show when you are faced with adversity. And that was that really held true for me when I went back home because I went through that entire situation centered, aligned, and happy. I wasn't happy that someone else was suffering, but I was happy. I was connected. I was okay. I was, you know, in a place where I I could I could still feel light and I could still see the beauty. I could still see the love. I love that. I think that's that's amazing. And wonderful. And I was just thinking about um, if I could even say that for the month of December, Ruby. So very impressive. Five days <laughs> for the entire year. That's my goal. <laughs> well, we'll join you in that 365 of days of happy. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing. All right. So 2017, I'm going to move forward. Before I do, I want to share a little bit um, a little bit about the importance of writing this stuff down. So I happened to come across two documents and literally happened to come across them. I wasn't actually looking for them. I don't know. 
I was looking for something else, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure why I went onto my computer and opened them, but I came across two documents. One I had written on December 21st, 2015, and it was all of the goals. I had just signed up to work with Jeanette for the year, and it was the, the she has like a, a coaching entrance form, like what do you want to accomplish and all of these things. So I had, you know, written down what my daily manifesting practices are and what I wanted to accomplish and, and all of that. And then I guess, I'm, I'm barely remembering this, you all, but I think somewhere in our first call um, in January, she asked me to write down kind of in a story format uh, what the year was going to look like, taking those goals into account, but just, you know, writing, looking back on the year. So I write an uh, annual holiday letter every year. And so I kind of did it as my annual holiday letter because I was writing it in January and I was telling everybody about what a great year I had and I had incorporated in all of the goals that I had wanted to achieve at that point into that letter. So that was, you know, somewhere mid-January. I can't remember the date, maybe January 17th. So I looked at that. Well, so, you know, just looking at these and these things come up and you end up taking a second to read read them. And I was absolutely amazed because the first document, which had my goals for Jeanette, I had accomplished, in, in some form, I had accomplished all of them. Not in the form I had originally intended when I wrote them, but in, in like a weird different way. Like, for example, one of the things I wrote was I wanted to write a book. Well, I had, when I was talking to Jeanette, I had started writing this book, which I think maybe the last time I looked at that was probably last December, I don't know, maybe January or February. I don't even remember. But that that book went nowhere. It's still sitting somewhere on my computer. I've now moved on and ended up writing the BPS ebook, which was nowhere in my awareness. BPS wasn't in my awareness. Joy Challenge wasn't in my awareness. I had no idea if that would happen. So some of these things happened in a way that was different than how I had planned, but I got all of them. And then the part that was even funnier was I, when I read and went and read my end of the year letter, I wrote like, oh, and you know, in February I got engaged. Well, I actually got engaged in April. And then I wrote this, <laughs> everything I had written. I was like, and my book got published in November, and that is when the BPS ebook came out. I mean, it was un canny weird how the timing again not 100% perfect but like the right general time of year I hit stuff and some of it like the BPS ebook like who knew we were planning to have that done in September but I'd written in my end of the year letter November and that is actually when we finally finalized it so just these little things about taking the time to write this down, you do put a powerful wish into the universe. Um, the other thing I want to mention in all of this is most of these things I had completely forgot. I had forgotten I wrote those down. Jeanette has um, her last question on her document is, okay, now that you've you know written down your goals and everything you're intending to accomplish this year, what would be one or two just fun? Like it would just be fun for you if you managed to accomplish those. And one of the things I wrote on that was I would love to go to a Notre Dame football game, which some of you guys know in October, I totally went to a Notre Dame football game. So it's just funny how, like, you know, you write these things down. I also wrote that I wanted to be a backup dancer for a J-Lo concert. That one did not actually happen. But that's something to look forward to here in 2017. Um, Maybe J-Lo will go on tour and I can 
backup dance to one song. I don't know if I could make an entire concert on a cardio level, but I think I could maybe make it through at least one, one good song. Uh, so if you guys know anyone who knows J-Lo, keep me in mind. So what I want to do now is move forward to 2017. But instead of setting goals, I want to take a little bit more of, I, I'll use the term spiritual, um, kind of as a envelope term to what I want to do. So one of the things that I moved away, I, I mentioned at the beginning of this call, I moved away from this whole setting goals into more of a spiritual flow practice. And those of you who know the Joy Challenge story know that one of the biggest things I learned through this process was when I am in the flow of life, uh, you know, when I know what I want, I have clarity on kind of what the end goal is and not a thing goal, but like a, a, you know, like Ruby was just talking about happiness or peace or contributing to the world, having having the things I do matter, um, being part of something that's important to me. Those type of goals that are not tangible, you know, they're not write a book or coach X amount of people or weigh, you know, 110 pounds. They're not those kind of specific goals, but it's like I want to feel strong in my body or I want to feel free. When when I'm connected with the feeling and then I step back and allow the flow of life to take over, I find that I get to those goals a lot faster and a lot easier than if I had sat down and used my, uh, you know, natural, I would say, or my habitual consulting personality of going, okay, this is where we're trying to go. This is where I'm at. Here are all the steps along the way. Let's put in a work plan. How many days do I need to do this? How many days? Okay. And and that work concept I learned was not the best way to go about it. And even when I did do the work concept and I accomplished the goals that way, they lacked the sweetness that accomplishing a goal by just following my joy 0% 0% effort, 100% return had in them. So this is the 0% effort, 100% return uh, intention setting for 2017. So the questions start off a little bit more on the generic higher level, and then we'll get into more of the specifics. So I want to start with the first question. I'm on page, I believe this is page three. Yeah, page three of the, of the workbook. I'm going to start with the first question. This is the the most important question. If you just answer this one question for 2017, you're pretty much golden with the rest of this. So at the end of 2017, if you when you describe yourself, how would you describe yourself? You are a person who what? So for me, when I answer this question for myself, at the end of 2017, I want to describe myself as a person who always shows up in a state of love, is more committed to peace than to getting it right and doing what I think others want me to do. I want to show up as a person who is confident of my contribution into the world. So my key words there is love, peace, and contribution. So take a moment now and who would you be at the end of next December 2017. And I think, Ruby, I I appreciate your share because I think that's exactly what we're looking for. Is it, you know, to be happy every day or to be in a state of peace every day, you can be in the middle of somebody yelling at you 
and you can be in a state of complete peace. It is possible to do that, but it's a choice. And once you decide you're the type of person who is more committed to unconditional love, like Summer was saying, or Dana, more committed to being seen, once you decide that you're that person, then life will flow and give you the opportunities to have the goals be accomplished that would make you that person. So any questions about the question before you write your answer? Go over here and chat too. All righty, so go for it. The end of 2017, I want to describe myself as a person who... All right, moving on, does anybody need more time? Okay, next question. The the habits that I will easily and effortlessly have developed in myself by the end of 2017 is, the habit I will easily and effortlessly have developed in myself by the end of 2017 is, and mine is a daily meditation practice. And then I also wrote, choosing or being able to meditate in a moment. So I might be in the middle of something and I can get back to a state of peace or a meditative state. Okay, so for the last question here, when people interact with me by the end of 2017, they will describe me as a person who is. And so this is just a list of adjectives on how you'd like to be described. So mine is joyful, spirited, smart, loving, caring, strong, confident, my own person, a creator, an author, a writer.
17th. And the last question on this page is your word for 2017. So your word for 2017 is what I'd like for you to do with this word is put it someplace in your room, um, preferably someplace you see it the minute you wake up. So what I've done with mine, my, my word is peace, and I've made a little peace sign, um, multicolored peace sign, and wrote the word peace in it. And I'm going to go and buy one of those, like, it's just a tiny, I don't know what size that is, three and a half by five, the small photo frame size. So I'm going to put it in a little frame right next to my bed. So the first thing I see when I wake up is is this word peace. So to me, that's my word peace. And to me, what that represents is um, it's a reminder to me that I get to make a deposit into the universe energy bank every single moment of every single day. So I can choose to be irritated and deposit that into the bank or annoyed and deposit that into the bank or joyful and deposit that into the bank, whatever it is that I'm choosing to deposit into the bank. So this year, 2017, especially uh, for me, the what I'd like to constantly be depositing in is peace. I'd like to be in a state of peace and offer peace to others and put that peace into the world, whether I'm writing or coaching or running errands or um, working out, whatever I'm doing, I'd like to do it with that mindset of being in a state of, of peace. So that's my word for 2017. So think about what your sum, sum up of the year kind of word is. And I'd love to hear some of your words for 2017. I might just call out on some folks. Mindy, Mindy, do you have a word for 2017? Oh, me? Yes, you. (laughs) Yes, my word is freedom. Freedom to be me in all aspects of that. And being honest with myself about what I really want and not just going for something else because it pays the bills. Love it. Mm-hmm. I've been able to guess that your yours was going to be freedom. I love that. Yeah. And uh, at, at the beginning, though, I wanted to say... Oh. Say that again. Um, yeah, the first part... I think I think we have an echo or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that better? Am I echoing? Okay. Um, my thing was childlike wonder too. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I childlike wonder. Yeah, I've recently figured out that I need to be helping children more because that's what I need myself. Love it. That's a good mm-hmm. one. I like childlike wonder. 
And that goes together with the farm. <laughs> and everything you're doing, really. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mindy. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, Jamie, are you in a position where you can share? Hey, I'm walking away from my kids watching The Incredibles, so I'm not <laughs> caught on your on your recording. You know the word that the word that came to me was limitless. Ooh, like that. Yeah, just um, <clears throat> just believing. I think what it what it speaks to is believing that um, anything is possible. And um, not buying into what everyone says is. So I like that. Limitless. Not not being burdened by um, worry or fear that what I want isn't possible. I just release it and just believe. Let it go and believe that if I if I desire it, if I believe it's gonna it's it can happen and it is happening. I like that. There's such a power, powerful word over there, and it seems to fit you perfectly, too. Like, when you said it, I was like, yep, that sounds sounds very Jamie. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. And it's, it, it's, it's uh, no uh, coincidence that your kids are watching The Incredibles and your word is limitless. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Love it. Um, all right, so I've got... Two New Jerseys. I know one is Catherine and Michael. Do you guys want to share? Kath, do you want to share your words? Your Michael's? Sorry, I had to answer you. No worries. Um, I'm finding this very hard, but... I was reflecting that I had come a long way from a couple of years ago when uh, you had me do work as well. Um, so that was a good thing. Um, and I think it's uh, calm for me, calmness. I like that. What does that mean to you, Kath? that I don't get all worked up inside being annoyed and frustrated and just sort of accept things and let them, you know, let them flow over me. And this is is progress because a couple of years ago I didn't think that I was strong enough to get patience as my word. So I was only able to get to tolerance. So now I've moved on to calmness. So I think that's part of it. Well, and it's funny because when you say the word calm, the image that comes to my head is like, um, you know, a duck who where, you know, even if it's oh, like yeah. wavy or whatever and there's water and stuff, it just kind of, it just stays above above the water and the, uh, or floating above and the water is just falling off of its back. So almost like untouchable calm. You know? Yes. Love it. And Michael, do you want to share yours? Content. Oh, another good one. What does it mean to you, Michael? 
Um, it's, it's about being comfortable with um, everything around uh, me and who I am and not being defined by others' expectations and just being very, very content with um, all that that means and all that that brings. I love it. That was peaceful when you say that. Thank you guys for sharing. My pleasure. All right. So uh, the next two things that I've got over here is, one, I have a, a 2017 Easy Breezy I Got This list. So what I'm going to ask you all to do right now is to at least come up with five quote-unquote goals for the year, and you put that under, I don't know why I called it item, well, under item, i.e. goal or intention, (laughs) put five things that you want to accomplish this year. And then the next two columns are are the ones that kind of super created into reality. So one, when you get that, so for example, if if your first goal had something to do with being more flexible, let's say, you know, you want to be able to, um, you know, do, uh, I don't know, some yoga pose, let's just say you want to be able to rock it. Obviously, yoga is high on my list this year. So let's say that's one of it. What would be the feeling word that's associated with being able to accomplish that yoga pose? So it might be, Strong. It may be flexible. It may be powerful. What, whatever the word is that represents having achieved that goal, that is what I find that for me really magnetizes and making those roles create so much faster into my life. And then the other thing, if you can, and you do this part later, but if, if something comes to mind right now, you can at least write a little note here, is what is a picture of that goal being accomplished. So when you picture that goal being accomplished, what is the picture that comes up in your head? Now, with a yoga pose, it would be me in that pose could be the picture that comes up. It would be me just visualizing that. But if you have something like contentment or calm or, you know, or even, you know, Ruby with you with happy, you know, what would be that picture? It might be seeing yourself skipping down the street. It may be one of those big yellow um, smiley faces. It, it doesn't really matter what the image is. It's just whatever image associates with you that goal being completed, that's the image that you want. And once you take the time to get the feeling word and the image, those are the two things that supercharge the goal being done because the universe, energy, all of the stuff, law of attraction, <clears throat> excuse me, all of those things we talk about, we talk about that they are a feeling your vibration, your feeling. And then when we talk about your subconscious mind, we talk about how your subconscious mind thinks in pictures, not in words. So that first column, which I labeled interestingly item, that first column with your goal, that's actually the smallest and easiest portion of it. Where you want to really amp up the energy of creating this is with your feeling word, because that's your energy and your vibration and the image, because that's what the subconscious mind is going to associate with that goal to make it done. Does that make sense to everybody? 
or any questions on that? Okay, so for now, because I, I, um, I know that we're getting close to the top of the hour, and I'm going to go a little bit over, and I, I understand if people need to jump off. So I'm going to go ahead and, and talk about the next section as well, and then just go over maybe, I don't know, no more than 10 minutes to give you all some time to do that. But the last section over there is when I was talking to you all, this is on page 7, section 4, when I was talking to you all about how I wrote my end-of-the-year letter in early January and then was absolutely amazed at not only the fact that I had accomplished those things, but how close to the actual timeline I had written it in that I accomplished it. So in this space, I want you to write um, about 2017 as if you are on December 28, 2017. So you're at the end of the year looking back and you're catching me up or catching your best friend up or catching 5,000 people up, whoever it is that you want to catch up on the year, I want you to write and say, you won't believe what happened. And in January, this happened. And in February, you don't have to do it by time. That's how I'm thinking at the moment. But whatever it is, like, you know, as you know, when we entered 2017, I was super worried about blank, and you won't believe what happened. It turned out to be fine. And then first this happened, and then this happened. Really lay it out as if you're telling me the story of what happened. So you can see the magic of this next year when you're looking back at this. So any questions about Section 3 or 4? The goals, the feeling words, the image, and then the writing about the year as if it's already done. All right, so let's take a few moments now and go ahead and do um, your first five, at least five goals. So your goals, and see if you can get in touch with a feeling word as well as an image that goes with those.
I mean, I have a question. Yeah. Is this call recorded if I it is. get off? Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you for mentioning that, Summer. So if anyone needs to jump off, this call is, rec- is recorded using that okay. same link. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Thank joining, you. Summer. Thank you, sweetheart. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, so if you have your five, you can go ahead and start writing. And if you don't have your five, let's go ahead and take another minute. See if you can get five goals and associated feeling words and then what your picture would be. Is there anyone who doesn't have um, five goals yet? All right. So um, I will share mine, and I'd love to just hear from one or two of you just to give people an example of, of what this concept is with the feeling word and image. So the first one I wrote, on um, my goal was to write my next ebook, which is called Ungettable Get, How to Manifest Your Hardest Desire. And the feeling word that came with that was brilliance. And then, like, just this, this feeling of putting, like, my absolute best stuff out there. I'm really excited about this ebook. And then <laughs> the image that came up for me with that ebook is Ashley Judd. So I don't know if you all remember, I can't remember the name of the movie. Someone Like You is the name of the movie that Ashley Judd was in. And um, she talks about the ungettable get is one of one of the concepts from that movie. So every time I hear that title, I just think of her. And every time I think of this ebook, I see her picture in my head. So that is how this whole image stuff works. It doesn't necessarily have to do with it's not a direct thing. It's not like a picture of a book. It's just whatever reminds you of that goal. And I'd love to hear from a few of you. What's, what's a goal, what's the word, and what's the image that's associated with it? 
going to share. Okay, if we speak them, they're powerful, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so it's Dana once again. Thank um, you, Dana. Yeah, um, I have a very, very lofty goal for next year, and I'm working on certainty. So that's that was my keyword for next year was certainty. By the way, um, oh, I'm and I'm a numerologist, so I'm all about numer numerology, and I'm going into a very and, and going into a very powerful next year, uh, powerful year next year. Is I am an eight, which is all about owning your power and earning money. And next year, I'm going into what's called a personal year eight, which is all about the same thing. And so my goal next year is to earn half a million dollars. And the feeling that I get from that is complete freedom. And the image I get is clinking champagne glasses. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Freedom and champagne glasses. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just one. And the other ones came in. I was like, oh, what beyond that do I want, you know? But they all came in, so I'm really well, I really appreciate more, the activity. Um, I want to travel next year to not only Washington, Oregon, Missouri, and Arizona, um, so that freedom of the half a million makes all that possible. And I am joyous when I am doing that because these are all people I want to go see and be around. And the image is of me smiling. <laughs> I could see Aww. myself so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see you in a crocodile Dundee hat. Oh really? That's funny. When you named all those places, I was like, "Oh, that that's sounds like got, wild, huh? wild west adventure kind of." Oh, no, like, that sounds really well, cool to me. When you live over here, it doesn't feel that way at all. That's true. <laughs> good, good point. That's funny. That's funny. Oh well, thank you for sharing, Dana. Um, all right, maybe maybe one more. Who else do we have on the on the line? I see we have Washington D.C. and California, but I'm not sure who is on the line from either of those places. Would one of you guys like to share? I'm not entirely sure that I'm not Washington D.C. Okay, maybe not. Ruby, you want to share one? <laughs> yeah, I could, I could share one of the easy ones on my list. Um, so I have a total of 10 goals, but I'll share one. Okay, uh, perfect. Which is uh, I want to complete my 10-day vinyasa, and I've been wanting to do it sometimes. So I'm going to do oh it. Oh, my gosh, day. that's one of mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go in for those 10 days. And uh, the word I associate completing, completion of vinyasa is uh, transparency and clarity. And the image that comes to my mind is, um, I don't know if you guys know about Alice uh, in Wonderland and the, the character White Queen and she how she kind of walks as if she's floating. <laughs> so that's the image I get is I'll get what I hope to get from the vinyasa is that kind of transparency, that kind of lightness and clarity. So I could just not bother with walking. I'll just float around. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Ruby. I'm telling you, this whole image portion and the feeling portion I, I found in my experience that that really is like the magic part of it. So that's fun to hear people's images and, and the words that are coming on. 
All right. Anybody else want to share before I do our closing intention for 2017 and 2016? Okay. And I apologize. I'm not not 100% sure if my chat is working. So if anybody has been writing on chat and I haven't responded, I've been checking it, but you know, Takshi's doing some interesting things for me today that I'm going to just attribute to Mercury. All right, so wherever you all are, first of all, thank you for staying on a little bit longer. Just wherever you are, go ahead and take another nice deep breath, maybe a nice little stretch too that goes along with that, the work that we've done. I invite you to take the time to, um, if you haven't done this with the rest of your goals, take the time to finish this up with your goals and also take some time to write out your end-of-the-year letter looking back. I, I guarantee that you will be amazed with the results a year from now and also with the clarity it creates when you have to tell somebody else the story of, of what got created. So with this, I just... Uh, just want to set some intentions and send some love out into the universe. And, uh, so if you'd like to close your eyes, I'm closing my eyes. If you want to join me in that, I'd love that. So just start with some gratitude for 2016. There's so many growth opportunities, so many lessons learned, so many beautiful moments, so many shared moments. In a time where there seems to be just a lot going on in the world. Um, You heard the news reports, even seeing the stuff that's going on in the U.S. And there's things that can sit heavy on on our hearts. The exact same time, you see all these moments of beauty, all these people reaching out to help one another, all the beauty we've created in the communities that we're part of. You see that the light is getting so strong within each of us and it's spreading from us to so many other people. And we are the conduit of the light spreading to other people even though we may never know how many lives we've touched, how many people we've helped, how the kind of deeds that we have done that just felt right in that moment to do may have changed a life, changed somebody else's trajectory. So sending 2016 out in a heart full of gratitude. Gratitude for the people that we have become in this past year. For the obstacles we've overcome. The challenges that we faced that proved to us beyond a doubt that we've grown from the previous years. And in this space of gratitude, we welcome in 2017 a year of new beginnings, a year of change, and a year where each and every one of us, what we have to offer the world is needed and wanted For every single one of us, whatever it is that we're creating, there are hundreds, thousands, millions of people waiting for that, waiting for our solution, waiting for our light, waiting for our thoughts, 
And so we step confidently in 2017, knowing that we are here to serve. And while it has absolutely nothing to do with us and it's totally not about us, it can't get done without us. We are the vehicle to bring that special gift into the world. And so taking care of ourselves and loving ourselves and following our passions and following our dreams is not selfish. It's the opposite. It's the most loving thing we can do. It's exactly what the world needs right now. And each time we stop to give ourselves love or give somebody in our close circle love or send love to somebody who doesn't think like us, doesn't believe in the things that we believe, we see that in 2017, we are depositing so much good into the world, so much good into the environment that everybody in the world is uplifted. And we know that it doesn't take many of us to make a very big change. And so we ask in 2017 that the universe guide us and show us opportunities to become the men and the women that we are meant to be so that we can use our gifts and so that we can shine our light and so that we can create from a place of connectedness, from a place of service, and from a place of love. And so it is, and so it shall be. Well, I don't know about all of you guys, but I don't think I can sit still. I feel like I need to start, like, <laughs> dancing or moving or <laughs> cartwheels sound really good right now. So thank you for your love and energy here on this call today. I am I'm just excited for what lays ahead for myself personally and for each of you and for all of us as a collective. And I just, from the bottom of my heart, just really really, really appreciate you all and have deep gratitude for you. And thank you for spending the last hour plus with me here today. Thank you, Amina. That that last (laughs) bit was really powerful. I mean, you've done a fabulous thing closing out this call. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Ruby. Thank you for being here, our surrender queen. All right, lots of love to you all. Have a wonderful new year, and I will talk to you all in January. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.